prayed for revival. You've read about reformation. It's time to start a revolution. God's business revolution is starting now. Join us as we talk about God using business owners, entrepreneurs, and marketplace leaders. Let's talk about God using you. Welcome to God's business revolution. Awesome. Thank you, Hinty. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be part of the Kingdom Business Association call tonight. And I really, really appreciate, really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, I'm not really sure whether I should share a little bit more about me or not. I think that suffice it to say that I've just had an opportunity to, to uh, live and let God work in my life and to let God correct mistakes in my life and to um, follow him and to just see what he's, see what he's got for me. And he's put me in some absolutely crazy, crazy places. Um, if you would have told me even just a few years ago, if you would have told me that, Hey, Tim, you're going to go back to school and get your MBA. You're going to be an ordained marketplace minister. I would have told you you were crazy and that those things were way out of the ballpark, but yet here I am. So I want to share a word tonight for specifically for the folks that are on this call and the folks that will be listening to it later, obviously. And it's a word for you because, yes, you're members and you're part of the Kingdom Business Association, but it's a little bit deeper than that. You have a foresight. You see something that's a little bit different than everybody else sees. So I want to share with you a word that's a little bit different than a word than you have been shared before. I want to share a new term with you that is uh, that's obviously going to be that's going to be different and new to you. But I want to share it with you. I want to explain it, and I want to give you some points behind it. The term is simple. The term is level three revival. Let me say that again: level three revival. So we'll explain here what a level three revival is, and we will explain what a level one, level two revival is, because in order to explain what a level three revival is, we have to explain level one and two, and then I'm going to give you the reasons why you who are on this call tonight, why people like Kingdom Business Association members, why you need this word, and then the tools that you need to execute a level three revival because it's you who have got to usher in this next level of revival and it's something it's something we're going to refer to as a level three revival now first of all let's talk about a level one revival by definition now i want you to imagine if you would back in the days a tent revival a church revival a couple hundred years ago 100 years ago or whatever maybe even in a local church today, but the revival took place in a level one revival, for sake of argument here, the level one revival took place on the platform. It was all about a platform speaker. The speaker traveled from location to location, or they were at a church, 
And so it was the pastor, it was the revivalist, it was the evangelist, it was whoever was up front, okay? And in order to become part of this revival, in order to be healed, what would happen is you would have to go up front and you would come forward. And after the 32nd chorus of Just As I Am, uh, you know, you would go up and get saved or go up and get healed or whatever it was. So that's level one revival. Level one revival, we'll call it platform-based, okay? Now, level two revival is a little bit different than that. Level two revival is people-based, okay? Now, level two revival goes out into the congregation. Now, that's what a lot of what we're experiencing today surrounds around level two revival. And as I start to, as I start to explain level three revival, that's the transition that we're in. I like to use the word transformation instead of transition. Uh, that's the transformation that we're in because you'll never make it through transition if you don't transform. So part of this level two revival, what that looks like is that's kind of the Reformation where our eyes were opened. See, our eyes were opened in the Reformation and we saw, wait a second, wait a second. Hey, everything that guy or gal is doing up on the platform all the power of God that's up there on that platform, the Bible says that's been given to me. That's like in the Reformation when Martin Luther said, hey, everything up there those priests were saying up on the platform and from the pulpit, all that we could read the Bible for ourselves and we can, we can know exactly what God's word is for us. This is all for us too. We can partake in this. And we've awakened to that Reformation, uh, especially in the charismatic church. We've awakened to that Reformation and we know that all that power that was up on the pulpit. And we know, especially in the Kingdom Business Association, is that it's not about the preacher, it's about the people who go out and minister, because we're all ministers. And so there's this level two, so, there's, so this level two revival is when the people woke up and the people, people realized exactly, exactly what they could do and what power, what power they had. But let's dive into level three revival just a little bit more so we can explain that just a little bit deeper. In order to explain it, we need to realize that level three is so abnormal that we don't understand it. Now, it's not exactly abnormal to the people in this call, and I'll tell you why, but we have to, but we have to continue to start explaining what level three is not. You see, go back to level two for a second. Level two revival uh, is something that I've been, that I kind of equate to, to a term called destination Christianity. Destination Christianity is this, and this is level two revival. Destination Christianity is when we're taught to go, not necessarily be, okay? When we're taught to go in order to do something instead of be in order to do something. You see, we've been taught in a level two revival, we've been taught that we're supposed to go to church, that we're supposed to go to conferences, that we're supposed to go to the mission field, we're supposed to go to ministries and outreaches, et cetera, et cetera. Now, keep in mind, all those things are necessary and you can't get to level three revival without level two revival. It's kind of like going to college or going to trade school or doing something. You learn something and then you go out and you execute it and you make it happen. It's okay to spend time in college. It's okay to go to conferences. It's okay to go to seminars. It's okay to do those things because you've got to be equipped. And we all know Ephesians 4 says that, we've, that we're, supposed to, we're supposed to be equipped. But remember, all these things, conferences, the mission field, church, those are the precursor. Those are not the event. Now, the evidence of this is that the church bubble that we're in, you see, we're failing to disciple nations. The God of this world, you know, he's been given a pass. He's been given a pass in government and business and family, arts and media and education. And you know what? I think he's quite frankly, he's been given a pass in the church too, because the church is kind of do, even doing a lousy job with itself at times. 
Now, the church's solution has been to do their own version of things instead of influencing, instead of going out and influencing. Now, again, these things aren't necessarily wrong, but they're just not the main event. They're all precursors to this level three revival. We need to redirect from a level two revival to a level three revival in order to directly disciple nations. So here's what a level three revival is. A level three revival is outside the four walls. Now, again, this is nothing new to this group. This is all, this is all things that you guys know very, very readily. True revival is outside in not inside out. Again, true revival is outside in, not inside out. You see, when true revival breaks loose, it's going to be in the marketplace. You guys know Billy Graham said that the greatest next move of God is going to be in the marketplace. True revival is on the outside in. You see, once true revival breaks loose, the four walls of the church are going to get knocked down, not because the church did something, but because the Christians finally went out into the world and did something 24-7 that they're supposed to do. In fact, a true mark of level three revival is 24-7-7. Again, 24-7-7 is true revival. What's 24-7-7? That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all seven mountains. Again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all seven mountains. You guys on this call, you guys are listening. You guys are the front runners. You guys are the pioneers. You guys are the visionaries. You guys are the ambassadors. You guys are the one who get this. You understand that God wants to use you. God wants to work through you and God wants to love through you. 24-7 in the marketplace. I challenge anybody, myself included, and anybody on this call, I challenge you. Do you feel the presence? Do you know, do you pray over every email and every phone call that you make every day? Now, maybe there are people that are on this call to do, and i tell you what, tell me how you remember to do it every time because I can't. But here's the point. God wants to be present and show up and show out in every phone call, in every email, in every meeting. Every time we meet with somebody, God wants to show up and show out and God wants to do something. And he wants to use you 24-7-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week in all seven mountains. You see, with Destination Christianity, we've gone to the presence We've searched the presence and we've sought the presence. In 24-7-7, level three revival, guess what? The presence comes to us where we are every time. We welcome in the presence everywhere we go. That's level three. That's level three revival. As we go out into level three revival, what we're doing is we've taken it from the platform to the people to the presence everywhere. And we're truly equipping everybody to do this 24-7-7 outside the four walls of the church. Once true revival breaks out outside the four walls, like I said, the four walls themselves are going to be busting at the seams because people are going to be rushing back inside the four walls in order to be equipped and in order, and in order, to, roll, in order to roll forward and become more equipped and more fired up and more ready to go. Now, level three revival is where we're headed and where we need to be. And you on this call, Kingdom Business Association members and like-minded folks like you are the ones who, like I said, 
are the forerunners. You are the pioneers. You are the visionaries. You guys are the ones who understand that it's you who usher in level three revival. The church is a smidgen confused right now. And I use the church, I use the term church uh, loosely here, but the, and I use it universal, but the church is somewhat confused right now because they're still trying to figure this level three revival out. Most people don't even understand. They don't even know what a kingdom business association is or what, what seven mountains are. And people are still learning all those things out. But here's the bottom line. We've got to influence culture. If we're going to usher in this bride of Christ, we've got to, got to influence culture. So what we've got to do is we've got to figure out how to do that. And that's through this level three revival where we experience the presence everywhere we go 24 seven, seven. Now, let me give you some guidelines on exactly how to roll forward in this level three revival and three things that you need, three things that you need to remember. The first one we've already touched on. The first one is really simple. We've got to remember, we've got to focus that a level three revival is 24-7-7. It happens all the time. The marketplace is constantly happening all the time. It's your responsibility, and this is where I'm laying down the line a little bit for those of us on this call, myself included, is that there is a responsibility that we have to guide this church out of this destination Christianity into this presence Christianity where we are not going to serve, but we are being to serve. Where everywhere we go 24-7, okay? Not just a trip to Walmart. And, I, and I, I, I have to laugh a little bit because, you know, we can make a trip to Walmart and go on a treasure hunt or all these buzzwords that we have in Christianity right now about getting a word for somebody and going to praying for somebody over at 10.30, over at 10.30 at night at Walmart because we're going out on this, going on in this prophetic hunt but that's low-hanging fruit we have got to influence the influencers if we're going to change the world if we're going to usher in the bride of Christ we have got to influence the influencers we do that with the 24 7 7 presence and we do that by ushering in this level 3 revival now I equate level 3 revival to revolution because that's when you get that's when it gets down and dirty and that's when it gets ugly and that's when things are happening and things are blowing up in people's faces that we don't know what to do all in a good way of course but that is when we jump from revival to reformation to revolution is in level 3 is in level 3 revival so the first thing you remember is this happens 24 7 the second thing that we need to remember is this we need to remember that we need to do this in unity now I am going to step out on a limb here and I'm going to to uh, uh, call myself on the carpet a little bit because in the last few years I found myself a more active member of a charismatic of a, of a charismatic community those of us on this call, those of us in the Kingdom Business Association, I dare say that we're all somewhat prophetic in nature because we're, start, we're part of this organization. We're part, we believe in the fivefold ministry. We believe in the New Testament Holy Spirit gifts that they're all active for us today. The challenge is, is that there's a whole group of Christians out there who love God with all their heart, with all their soul and all their might, okay? But they may not necessarily believe that things like the prophetic are of today. The second thing we need to keep in mind is unity. We have got to grab those brothers and sisters by the hand and we have got to walk side by side with them and we've got to unite the church. We have a responsibility as the church that believes in the gifts. 
we have a responsibility to unite the church that doesn't necessarily believe in the gifts. Yes, let me say it directly. Those of us who are charismatic, who believes in full Holy Spirit power today, have a responsibility to grab the hand of the cessationist church and grab them and walk with them and to bring them along and to love them and to reach out to them in unity. I'm going to use Romans 14 for this because Romans 14 talks about the part where it says if we actually... Uh, do something that causes our brother to stumble we need to stop and we need to stop and think about it for a second i want to challenge you with this concept that it's entirely possible that if when we're dealing with a cessationist church what we need to do as as gift filled believers is we need to stop and we need to love and we need to make sure that we're not causing our brother to stumble we need to make sure that our ability to have freedom to eat and drink and do what we want and to practice the gifts like we need to practice the gifts, whether it be in church or in business or at Walmart at 1030 at night, we want to make sure that anything of those things we do are not causing our brother to stumble. We want to make sure we're grabbing their hand and we're loving them along and we're bringing them and we're bringing them with us. I'm not saying we stop the gifts. By no means am I saying we stop at the gifts. I'm just saying we continue with the gifts in full power and in full love. Now let me give you another let me give you another example of this. It's something that we really, really need to that we really need to keep in mind. You see, it's we've got to make sure that we're not causing uh, that we're not causing our brother to stumble, and we need to make sure that we're reaching out in love in love for, with these guys. Um, and I'm going to come back to this point. I'm going to come back to this point in a second. Let me go on to the third. Let me go on to the third point. We'll come back to this one in a minute. The third point, and this is where it gets, this is where it gets to be a little bit of a, gets to be a little bit of a challenge, is the third point is that, and again, especially when you're dealing with some of our some of our evangelical brothers, we've got to teach that success is okay, and especially in business. If we don't teach that success is okay, then we've destroyed our platform. Our platform is that success is okay in business, that our success is okay in the arts, that our success is okay in media, that our success is okay in government. If we're not promoting success, even in the church, if we're not pr promoting success, then there's no way we can influence the influencers. Now, again, I'm preaching to the choir on this with the people on this call because you guys are the, all the ones that are filled, are filled with excellence. But the challenge is simple, is that we have to not be haughty with this process. We have to remember that as we go forward, that we love our brothers and sisters. In fact, I dare say that some of us, maybe even myself included, have been, in, have been guilty of something I call, uh, I, I call um, um, an inadvertent, arrogant faith. An inadvertent, arrogant faith where we are so confident in our gifts and we're so confident in the power that we have in Christ that we forget Christ first that we are promoting the gifts above Christ and above love and above and above what he what he has for us as we promote success as well in our ventures what we need to do is we need to remember that this is about love this is about loving our brothers and sisters along this is about loving this is about loving people in the process this is about reaching out reaching your hand out to them and saying hey you know what i love you it's a, I, I i don't i don't agree with you but i love you 
And here's the key, here's the common denominator when you're dealing with people in the marketplace, you're dealing 24-7, when you're, when you're preaching a John 17 unity, I've got to mention John 17, go back and read it. This is what level three revival is all about. Level three revival is about a John 17 unity. And success is okay, but the key, the key to the common denominator, the common denominator to bring our brothers and sisters along with us and to unify the church into a level three revival is this, repentance. The bottom line is that it's repentance. You see, repentance is the common denominator between the charismatic and the evangelical church. Repentance is the common denominator that the Holy Spirit will use over and over and over again. We need to make sure that we're repentant of, not, of, of if we've not walked in love and we've abused our gifts, we need to make sure that we don't do that anymore. We need to walk in true repentance. We need to, re, we need to preach and pray and live common repentance in the common denominator with our evangelical with our evangelical brothers and sisters. It's repentance that causes revival. A lot of people have been talking about this anyway. So if we're going to jump into this level three revival, we have got to jump into full repentance mode. And that starts with that starts with us. I have found myself living lately in Psalm 39, especially Psalm 51. Where Psalm 51, it talks about this process that we go through, okay? And the first process is God created me a clean heart. Make sure, my, make sure that I'm steadfast, Heavenly Father. Make sure that I am steadfast, God. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take your, don't take your presence from me. Cause me to have a swift, a swift meeting with your Holy Spirit so that I can be an empowered, verse 13, so that I can go back out and preach this again. But it all starts with, it all starts with repentance. It all starts with, God, what's wrong with me? Where am I? What do I have going on in my life and what is happening? Listen, I'm one of the first people to step up and say, I don't have it all together. And I, if, it wasn't for re, if it wasn't for repentance, there's no way I could even be hosting this call tonight with you guys. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying that because God is so good and his love is so powerful. So here's my challenge to you. My challenge to you is really simple. And that is that you look to where you can be used 24-7-7. What does it look like? for God to use you 24 hours a day, seven days a week in all seven mountains. What does it look like instead of running out and seeking the presence of some conference? What does it look like? Oh, by the way, do show up at the Kingdom Business Association conference. I'm not telling you not to come because you need it to be equipped to go out into the presence 24-7-7. Go, go into the presence 24-7-7 and let God's presence intercede and intersect you where you are 24-7-7. And Help the church. Help guide the church. Because as soon as mar as soon as soon stuff breaks loose out here in the marketplace, like Billy Graham said it would, people are going to be rushing into the churches to get equipped. And your pastor is going to turn around and say, what happened? Where did all these people come from? And pastors are going to start waking up to this. They're going to realize that everything is happening outside the four walls. So what we need to do is we as this group of forerunners, as pioneers, we need to focus. And we need to focus on the presence 24-7-7 and the presence coming to us everywhere we are. We need to focus on unity by loving our brothers through this process and letting everybody know that success is okay to have with a foundation of, with a foundation of repentance. So I challenge you, I challenge you 
to have this prayer. And the prayer is really simple. God, let me be a leader. Let me lead into level three revival. Let me lead in the marketplace. Let me lead in whatever of the seven mountains you want me to, you want me to lead in. Let me, be, let me be a leader. Now, by the way, if you're going to be a leader, you need to also pray two other prayers. You need to, pre- you need to pre- pray a prayer that God prepares you, and you need to pray a prayer that God changes you. Because this goes back to the transition. It's not transition, it's transformation. Transformation comes from repentance. And it's all about your heart becoming stronger and loving bigger as you go into the marketplace and you go everywhere you go. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining God's Business Revolution. Be sure to follow us on social media and online at www.godsbusinessrevolution.com.